This is marginally significant. That's our intro music now. That was very 80s. <laughs> that was like flash dance. Flash dance. I like it. Welcome to Marginally Significant. Um, today we're going to be talking about uh, whether students should be expected to read the syllabus and actually know what's in it, or whether we should let that slide. Um, as always, um, I'm here, well I guess not always, it's slightly different today. Anyway, um, I'm Andrew Smith and I'm here with... Andrew Monroe. Twyla Wingrove. And um, we are missing uh, Chris Holden. Um, so he's, I don't know, doing something. He, he went on the Oregon Trail. Is <laughs> that what it is? Yeah, Oregon Trail. Uh, dysentery and snake bite. Right? <laughs> that's how he died. That's, that's how he that's died. That's why he's not coming back. Yeah. Uh, that's a bummer. I was actually, um, this is a slight aside, I was um, talking with him about the podcast and that he wasn't going to be here for, um, and then um, I was saying, oh, we'll make sure to do a terrible job, so then, you know, everybody just, you know, always thinks that he's, like, it's clear that blues, he's, yeah, he's the, the one, you know, and then he said, oh, well, you know, it might get, like, way better, and I was like, oh, I'm sure it'll be, like, no different, and then I realized afterwards, like, no different. It's also if, mean. It's also yeah. really mean. Like, oh, it doesn't matter. You, you are, you know, <laughs> you are, you absolutely nothing. nothing. It is no different whether you are here or not. So I didn't intend it that way, but it kind of came out that way. So I don't know. That's harsh. Maybe our three listeners can write in and say, no, we want Chris back. If you'd like to send your hate mail, send it to at SmithSucks uh, on Twitter. Oh, I don't have that hand. SmithSucks, I'll, I'll look and see if that's available. Yeah, there you go. All right, so should we jump in? Do we have anything else to cover? You want to jump right into the... Yes, we do it. All right, so um, the basic idea... So where this started is every... um, uh, At the beginning of every semester um, on Twitter, I mostly follow academics. And so at the beginning of every uh, um, semester, I hear just so many people complaining about like, oh, so-and-so student, you know asked a question that was clearly explained on the syllabus and, um, you know, read the damn syllabus. And, you know, I, you know, people saying like, I won't answer any email if it's on the syllabus. I just ignore it. Um, other people talking about other things that they do. And so it just got me thinking about my own practices, but I also wanted to hear from you guys what you do and what you expect and what you've heard other people doing and what they expect. So I don't know. What do you do? Do you do you like? I mean, do you go over the syllabus on like day one? Do you just tell them, "Hey, make sure you read it." What do you do? I have gotten more and more lax with every year, okay. and so I don't Getting know if lazy. that's necessary. Yeah, I'm just super lazy now. I barely make a syllabus, <laughs> let alone expect them to read it. I don't know if it's good or bad. In some ways, I think it's fine, um, but I used to like when I first started teaching. I made a syllabus quiz as part of the grade. So they had to take the quiz within, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, the first week of classes. Mm -hmm. And the quiz covered all of the sort of like the frequently asked questions. I just converted into syllabus quiz questions. Mm -hmm. And, um, And I was really just sort of, like, passionate about the fact that I would never answer a question if it wasn't in the syllabus. Mm-hmm. And I have relaxed my stance. Gotcha. Um, but, I, but I haven't gone so extreme that I still I still get annoyed <laughs> when, <laughs> when someone asks a question that I would think is just so obviously in the syllabus. So I had a student ask me a question the other day who got a poor grade on an assignment and wanted to know if they could still get an A. Mm-hmm. That kind of question, like, would also involve me to do math for them. <laughs> and I'm just like, that, I think you should, everyone should know that that's on the syllabus. The grading scale is on the syllabus, yeah. period. 
So I still have some expectations, right? But not for like very nuanced policies. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you, Do you go over the syllabus on the first day still, or not very clearly? Okay. Like so, I go over the calendar, okay. and the categories of assignments, right? Yeah, but yeah. I never go into any details about assignments. Yeah. Um, and I don't even repeat the stuff about like. The religious observance policy. Oh, yeah. No, there's all sorts of stuff at the end that, yeah, yeah. I don't know many people. I know I have a service animal uh, thing in there about like service badgers. Oh. <laughs> and what about them? It, not, nothing. That, that, that is my Easter egg. If oh. you make it down there. Oh. Uh, and I know that that's, that's like preempting a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you can yeah. make it to service badgers. All right. And that's the thing. I love reading about the Easter eggs on Twitter. Uh-huh. Like, I love that other people do it. I like seeing the funny things and the memes and mm-hmm. the photos and the whatever. But I will never do it. Yeah. I mean, that's my only one, but yeah. now I've given it away. So, but is it so? Is it? It's an Easter egg in the sense of like, haha, here's something funny, or Easter egg like, hey, you know, if you you have to, you know, uh, basically do like an assignment, yeah. you get points for this or extra Send me credit. Pictures of a badger. Yeah, because there, there, oh, no, there no, are no, some no. people who it's like, yeah, they, you know, it, at the bottom it'll say like, oh, send me a picture of this, and you get five extra credit points or something like that. No, I, I offer no positive incentives uh, in any of my Just classes. reading the joke is enough. The exactly. Gift, really. The joke in my presence yes. is that that is sufficient. Yeah. And they're supposed to picture it in your words coming out in your tone. From on high. Yes. yes. All right. And that's, yeah, I mean, that's going to motivate anybody. I'm saying. <laughs> but I, I guess I have gotten to the point where I do, like, I repeat things that are in the syllabus mm. on a semi-regular basis mm. to drive home certain policies or whatever, yeah. or expectations. Mm. So, like, for example, the way my attendance policy works is if you're late, I note it, and if you're late twice, it counts as an absence. Okay. And that's in the syllabus. <laughs> that's in the syllabus, but I also say it every once in a while just to remind people. But that's, like, I feel like that's something that is reasonable to remind people about because they may sort of, like, know it in, in like, the broad sense, but it might not be salient for them. And so you want to remind them about that to make sure that they, they don't lose out on points. But, like, when people are emailing, like, when's the exam? And all you had to do is click a link, and it is literally the first page of the syllabus. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I do is I just I just forward them the link to the syllabus. That is, there's, like, I, I reply, but I'm like, it's on the syllabus, syllabus link. Otherwise, like, why do we make them? This is yeah. wherein Andrew becomes the curmudgeon. <laughs> <laughs> this is maybe also getting a little bit ahead, but um, do you ever change the... Have you ever had to change the date of an exam? I have only ever pushed it back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but yeah, the yeah. answer is yes. <laughs> well, I mean, pushing like, it back is changing it. Okay, fine. Yeah, <laughs> that is true in yeah. the technical sense, or I guess really any sense that anyone would define. But, but they don't care if you move it back. They care no. if you moved it up. But so if they move the syllabus, but they'd, the they'd be wrong. Yeah. Oh, well, in that case, like, if, if the date is moved and someone's like, when's the exam? I'm happy to tell them then. But if I haven't... And I announced, like, if the date has moved, I have announced it in class, I've posted it on the website, I have put it in eight different spots where you could easily access it. But then I would still be happy to tell you, like, the exam is a different day because I don't want anyone to be confused that the syllabus is different from what, what is, like, uh, true in actuality. Yeah. If, I ha- if nothing has changed and someone's like, when is the exam, I'm like, 
you can read. I mean, I presume you can read. Uh, you made it this far. And it's on the syllabus. I, it's that stuff that burns me up a little bit. And that is an interesting distinction. So I do get irritated if I, like, if I change an exam date or mm-hmm. if I change an assignment, I tweak it in some way. I send a very detailed email. Yep. And then I get, when's it due? Or what's the tweak? Or whatever. And then I do get very irritated. And I just say, check your email from October 2nd and stop bothering me. We could just, uh, I mean, I think a really simple way of fixing this policy is you can ask as many times as you want. Everyone gets one freebie. After that, it's minus two on whatever assignment it is that you're asking about. You would you would fix the problem nearly instantly. I don't think you would. I think some of the people who ask the question are so clueless that that I mean, would not disincentivize. Yeah. Because they they're just there's a lack of self awareness. Yeah. Okay. Well, then a at least small you, set, not at, everyone. At yeah. least then you would feel like righteous satisfaction <laughs> <laughs> that you're punishing them. Yes. Or, yeah. But I think, I mean, like, the, the same student who would ask, like, when is the exam date, that's the same student who would not read the email that gets sent out changing the exam. So so I don't know that that, that like, that expectation is like, oh, well, this email will clear it up. And if they don't get an email, they should just assume everything's the same. They might think, I might have missed an email. That That's a fair point. But I, it, it brings up a question about, okay... How out of your way do you need to go to reach every student? Because so one one thing I often think is you know college often gets criticized because it's not like the real world. Mm-hmm. You know, we're 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 coddling them in all these different ways is the is the, the critique. And one, I, I don't buy that critique. But two. I feel like, well, so in the real world, if you have a deadline and you don't pay attention to it, if you don't read the email from your supervisor, like bad things will happen to you. And so if they don't read the email, if they don't read the syllabus, at some point, like, your blood is upon your own head. I'm sorry. I mean, I agree. But I mean, you know, we could think about deadlines. All right. So our, our grants people say you have to submit a grant, you know, what, a week and a half before it's due. I want to just, that I want to place a flag that that's an unreasonable deadline. Okay. Why? Because the grant wasn't announced early enough? No, because we're academics. We don't do anything a week and a half. <laughs> but that's the deadline, though. That should be the deadline. That should, mentally, you should just say, no, that's my deadline. I don't care that NSF wants it at X day. You just say, like, oh, my grandma wants it that I, I reject your premise. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, that I think that we, like, so what I think about is, um, so I'm obviously, you know, not super hardcore about the um, the syllabus. There are some things that if it's, like, an obvious thing, that, that's a little bit obnoxious. But, um, but for the most part, it's like, I don't know, if they ask a question, when's the uh, exam date? I don't know, what's faster to reply? Here's a link to the syllabus or October 7th? I don't know. It's pretty easy for me just to say October 7th. So I don't know. I don't mind. It doesn't bother me as much if they ask questions. I I feel like we should, we, like, I think about them in the same way that I engage in the world. Or sometimes deadlines, I don't know when they are. Sometimes I have to ask people. Sometimes I could probably look up someplace else, but I might ask somebody instead because that's easier. I mean, how many times have we looked at the faculty handbook relative to just asking people, what do we have to do in this situation? We have a 8,000 page faculty handbook. We could look at everything. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't read it. I don't know. How about you guys? Read it? Yeah. Page. Every page. page. Yeah. 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 It's a, a barn. <laughs> no, I think that's a good point. Yeah. I think that sometimes our expectations are more rigid than 
it's... than the expectations we hold for ourselves. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's, and that, and I agree. And but there should be there's some level. So I'm not saying we don't. You know, there there should the level should be zero. Yeah, but. I'm okay lowering it a little bit. Maybe it's just so, I'm a slacker. <laughs> so, okay. Then then let me push on that a little bit and say, what is the purpose of a syllabus then? And I understand, like, the idea of, like, the, contract, uh, the contractual obligation and things like that. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that a syllabus does is it, it lays out... A, a common set of knowledge about how will this class function, what will it work, and we, I mean, I, I think we spend a fair amount of time thinking about getting the syllabus right mm-hmm. in, in various different types of ways. But then why put in all that work if no one reads it? Why not just say, my syllabus is this one page here, which are just the dates for the exam. Mm-hmm. You have any other questions, come and talk to me. Why, why spend so much time? Or why like, have a syllabus? I have two answers. <laughs> one is I don't spend that much time, yeah. and it's gotten shorter and shorter every year. Mm-hmm. So I actually, so my answer is, so you yeah, well, I spend the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, like, I've cut out, like, so my course calendar, the exam dates, for example, not in the syllabus, mm-hmm. completely dis- disconnected from the syllabus. And, like, I actually right do now, like that, because, like, it requires us to guess at, like, when the exams are coming. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And right now I'm teaching a lab class, yeah, and that. the next week depends on what we do in class that day. Yeah. And so, uh, it literally, I'm filling it in week by week. They just have to sort of embrace the ambiguity of the research process, yeah. for better or worse. So that's part of my answer, um, is that I actually just spend less time on it. Okay. And, like, I have my stock paragraphs. Mm-hmm. I think about how I want the grade to be determined. I think that's what students care about the most. Yeah. yeah. And that's about it. Do you have different expectations for undergraduate versus master students with regard to read the syllabus? Yeah, I think I do. Yeah, I would agree with that too. I mean, partly it's a different expectations well, yeah. across the board, you know what I mean? So in every area, yeah. nothing specific to the syllabus, but I would agree that I would expect a little bit more from them, that they're supposed to be a little more, only word that's coming to mind is self-sufficient, um, that they can you know, figure some of these things out on their yeah. own. But why? Like, the argument that you made for you're happy enough to sort of give the undergrads more information is that, hey, like, as a professor, like, there are tons of things that I don't look at. Mm -hmm. I think we could make an argument that professors are maybe more self-sufficient than than master students, or at least... Barely. Definitely (laughs) barely. But if if that's the argument, then that would suggest, like, an equal amount of permissibility Mm -hmm. for both undergraduate and master students. So why why the different expectations? So that calls to mind the second point I was going to make, which was that I do look to evidence of problem solving sometimes and so if I get an email that says you know I know this maybe this is somewhere but I looked and I just can't figure out when this is or what this is Mm -hmm. so I'm sorry if I'm missing it then that gets a different response than what is it yeah yeah that's a good point And, and I have the same reaction so if it's clear like you tried but you failed, then I'm I'm generally less curmudgeony about answering that question. If it's just if it's the equivalent of like the shopper who goes into like a Trader Joe's and like, where's your butter? And it's like, did you take a moment to look? No, tell me where your butter is. I'll tell you where my butter's gonna be. That's example. Thank you. 
so, <laughs> but like, I, if they've demonstrated like a good faith effort in finding yeah. the information, then I am happy to answer that question. Yeah. If it is clear that they are asking what seems like a bad faith question, or at least a lazy question, mm-hmm. without doing any work, that's when I like I'll just I'll go out of my way simply to send them the link to the syllabus and say mm-hmm. it's on the syllabus because I don't want to reward that behavior. Right. I don't even send the link to the syllabus. I just say see the syllabus. Oh, nice. You should have it. You should. Yeah. I agree. I mean, going back to the grad student, undergrad student distinction, though, I think one of the things with the grad students is that, you know, like, let's say they ask, like, when's the exam? I would still answer it, but then I would say, huh, you're supposed to be a little bit higher. So then when that same student is asking for a letter of recommendation, I'm thinking, wow, their problem-solving skills weren't particularly fantastic. Now, obviously, that's just one instance. So if that happened once, I'm not going to then, like, tank somebody's letter of recommendation because of that one thing. You heard but, it here first. Yeah, yeah. Smith tanks letters of recommendation. Do not ask me for letter of recommendation. Yeah. So, unless you've never mentioned the syllabus, then you're okay. Um, so I think that I would I would have a little bit higher of expectations because we're, we're hoping that they're a little bit farther along. They're hoping that they're going to be a little bit more independent because eventually they that most of their goals are to be an independent researcher independent person in general so so it would limit i think or or change my impression of that person but i don't know that i would then like not answer their question they'll probably answer the question would you not yeah so you you would with that person who asked me i just said i'm disappointed that you asked me So would you have said the same thing for undergrad? Would you say, I mean, obviously you would have said, like, I'm disappointed, but would you have said, like, look at the syllabus, or would you have actually just answered the question? I probably would have given some more information. Like, okay. You just sent an emoji of a face punch. <laughs> 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 no, I probably would have provided, I would have said something like, the total number of points is 120. Yeah. Do the math, or something like that. Mm, yeah. Or look at the syllabus for more information. Yeah. Something like that. So... This is an aside. I am actually really surprised at how many students can't figure out what grade they need to get on like their final to get a particular grade in the class. I, so, I create an Excel spreadsheet for them, and they can enter in their grades that they have. And so then you they say can, you're a curmudgeon. Yeah, this and then you're giving them a tool that, you know. But that tool means that they don't bother me about it. Well, that's yeah. true. Yeah, it, so it, they it, are still self-serving. Yeah, yeah, so like, if you want to know your grade, Grade calculators right there. Leave yeah. me alone. I gotcha. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. And there, you know, some of it might just be laziness. They never even tried. But there are plenty of people who send me an email towards the end of the semester, send me an email. It's like, I tried to calculate it, and it says that I have to get 108% on this to get, like, an F in the class. And it's like, pretty <laughs> sure that's not true. Like, I'm guessing that that is not the case. And, you know, it's, it's really surprising because it's not that hard. I mean, I don't do anything weird. Like, some classes, maybe there's, like, weird, you know, things. But it's just like, I don't know, count up how many points and divide by total. I'm kind of a butthead about the grades in my class are always weighted by categories. Okay, so, so it's I harder. I don't use a point system. Okay. And uh, so then yeah, I'm a little nicer about the what will my grade be. Yeah. Like, I give them a formula, and I say, here's the formula. Mm-hmm. 
you know, plug in the appropriate numbers. Okay. But sometimes I do more than sometimes I get the, I tried the formula and I need a 7 million percent. Mm-hmm. And yep, that is accurate. So, that's so <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Accurate. That is a bummer. Yep. <laughs> but sometimes they didn't do it correctly. Oh, yeah. So I am more sympathetic in those mm-hmm. situations. Yeah, that's, I, I would agree. That is a little bit different. Yeah, mine are just all on number of points and just yeah. add up and divide by total. And, gotcha. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. back to the syllabus. Yeah, I, I have a more general question. And, and I would like a specific one. Go. <laughs> My specific general question okay. is, what is the purpose of the, of the syllabus? So we, we create them. Why do we create them? Now, like, I, I know that, that some people argue that, well, this is like the contract for the class, mm-hmm. uh, or that this is sort of self-protecting, that you can always fall back on the mm-hmm. syllabus. I'm curious what your philosophy of the syllabus is. Uh, why do I have one? Because I'm forced to create one for every class. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I think I would have, if there were no, like, restrictions on, on what we did, I mean, I probably would have something similar to a syllabus, just to kind of let them know, hey, here's the basics of what you're going to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, my first day of the class, I did go over the syllabus, but more in terms of, like, hey, here's what to expect throughout the class, of, like, hey, here are the basics of the assignments and how many exams we're going to have, just because some classes, they have, like, you know, 27 exams, others have two, some have a bunch of assignments, some don't, so just give them to the expectations. So I think, I mean, I guess I would still do that. So I, I like the syllabus for giving people expectations so they know kind of like what they're getting into. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, true for both undergrad and master's students. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I mean, the, the contract thing, I mean, I guess that makes sense. That does get into actually a question that I had of like, well, do you ever deviate from the policies that you indicate on the syllabus? As I've anecdotally talked with people, most professors at some point do, and sometimes there's very valid reasons to do that, but it's, you know, oh, you know, you say no late assignments, and then somebody there, you know, I don't know, dad passed away, uh, you know, a day before, and so you're like, well, okay, I mean, you know, I'll let you turn it in late. Well, then it makes sense, actually, for them to ask. Then it's actually a rational thing to do. If, if most of us change the policies, deviate from what's in the syllabus, it's actually rational for them to, to ask about it. So, so that just goes back to, I mean, we'll come back to that idea, but, uh, you know, in terms of a contract, I mean, a little bit. Okay. You know, some things are I for sure stick to. I mean, the, you know, assignments that we have, the way the points are calculated, I mean, that doesn't change. So I guess it's a little bit, a little bit maybe had to, you know, like cover my butt later on because, hey, I said in the syllabus that right. this is what I'm sticking to, so therefore, yeah, so a little bit of that. I don't know. Okay. What do you think the purpose is? I mean, I, the way that I tend to use the syllabus is laying out a set of expectations for the class. In addition to that, I, I really think of the syllabus in some ways as a shield for me mm-hmm. to say, so I can always say, look, the policy is in the syllabus, that is my contract with the class, and so what you're asking for in this particular case, like I cannot do because that would sort of violate the terms. And and so the syllabus, and, and I may, maybe this goes like my general philosophy of the syllabus, the syllabus is, at least for the term in which it exists, is a relatively static document. Uh, with 
you know, maybe the exception like exams can move if we yeah, like, there's snow days. Or yeah, yeah, exactly. But but like the policies are the policies, so I can say like it is. It's not me that's making this particular decision about mm-hmm. your paper was three days late, and so it's X number of percentage points off. That is that is the syllabus that we all agreed on on the first day. You know, you didn't really agree. <laughs> yeah. But by virtue of staying in the course, like you you agreed, and it is uh, you because you created the syllabus. But at, in that moment, you can defer. Blame exactly. It, it's not me who's who's like penalizing yeah, you. It's, the, it's syllabus. the syllabus who's penalizing you. Yeah. And and I find that to be because that way, like, I can kind of appeal to like a higher moral authority. Like, this isn't me being capricious and mm-hmm. saying like I will or won't allow it. I can say like, look, we have this accepted set of rules that we've all agreed to abide by, and like that binds my hands too. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like that lends decisions legitimacy. So do you ever deviate from the policies in the syllabus? I haven't yet, but I'm still like early on. Yeah. Uh, now, like my, my policies, I do update my policies uh, across semesters. So if like one policy seemed to have a bad outcome, mm-hmm. I will change that so that, that it hopefully doesn't have a bad outcome in the, in the future or that it gives me mm-hmm. more flexibility to deal with something. But with like within a term, I am relatively... The syllabus is the is like yeah is, is relatively ironclad for me. See, I, I don't know. I want to call BS on that. I don't know. Like, but I, I don't. So, with the exception of like exam dates or something like that. Right, right. So, what? But I don't, I don't have your syllabus in front of me. I want to see what you said. Maybe your syllabus is so like lax that, it, that it's easy <laughs> to stick with it. But, but I mean, do you, so in the syllabus? Do you say anything about like if you miss an exam, you can't make it up? University approved excuses. So, what if somebody um, you know doesn't have a university approved excuse? Do you let them make up an exam? So I don't know that I've actually run into that problem yet. So so this this may be like a, a function of like my my juniorness in this particular case mm-hmm. because and the types of courses you took. Well, and, sure. and I was gonna say, yeah. So I uh, for for context like um, two of the three courses that I teach are generally mm-hmm. seminar classes where we don't have exams but we are we are reading papers. So only one of my classes has regular exams and so there the number of people who miss exams is relatively small the number of people who miss exams who don't have university excused excuses university excused approved uh, thank you approved excuses is also really really small so I I haven't run into that problem yet Hmm. but I'm Four years in? I like that you're looking at your watch just yeah, now. My, my hypothetical watch that I don't own yeah. says that I've been here for four, four years. years. Gotcha. That's that's a, a watch. I was just going to say, that's an impressive watch. Though. Yeah. Or really a pointless watch that only does one thing. You have been at this at this job for four years. Well, what time is it? Screw you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I mean, that's true. The, with the for context, also, one of the classes that I teach is a lower-level class, so it's mostly freshman, sophomore, and for some sophomores, and there's um, 200 students in it. So yeah. every single semester, I have weird, random stuff where, you know, okay. some of the times, like, oh, just I overslept and slept through my, you know... 1230 <laughs> exam. Um, I mean, I, I, I joke about this, but I, I, I haven't done it yet. I want to start um, the first uh, um, class and say, somebody in here, your grandparents will die. Statistically speaking, it is happened. So every single semester that I have taught that class. Well, there's every downer. But it's just, it's, it's, I think it's not funny, but it's actually true that it's just with that many students and with the age that they are, like somebody's grandparents are going to die. So. Maybe at least they'll call their grandparents then. That's true, yeah. And then, uh, how you doing? How you doing? Yeah. And then <laughs> one of them will be very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> 
But no, I mean, so so I run across a lot more of those issues. But even there, I mean, like last semester, I had a student with the final. He got the uh, the time wrong because the time of the final was not the same time as the uh, um, the uh, regular class, normal class, and it was the final was earlier, and so he showed up at the regular class time, which was after the final was done. So he showed up at the wrong time, and he was honest with me, and he said, "Showed up at the wrong time. I thought it was this." And obviously, on the on the syllabus, it said. Yeah. Right time. Did you let him retake it? I let him retake it, or not retake it? Let him take it. I was like, that is unjust. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like you gave you gave him extra time to study. So in that instance, would you have uh, said, "F you, kid, you're you know that I know that that's you know 25 percent of your grade." But now, you know, the max you can ever get is a 75, and he was not, not surprisingly, was not getting 100 percent of it at that point. So he probably would have failed the class. Yeah, that. I feel like that's tough. Cause so, so what I'll say, because I haven't faced this particular decision, mm-hmm. so my answer is entirely hypothetical and like might be, might be bullshit, mm-hmm. is that, again, I go back to this idea of, well, what would happen in the real world? So if you had a particular report that your boss said, like, this is the drop-dead deadline. If we don't get this, we don't get the particular contract. And if we don't get this contract, like, there are giant blah, 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 terrible things happen. Mm-hmm. And you don't do it, then giant terrible things happen, and and so part of me would say like, yeah, I would say I'm really sorry that you got the time wrong, but it was online, it was on syllabus, mm-hmm. it was in three different places that you could have easily accessed. You didn't, and I am deeply sympathetic for you, mm-hmm. but also there's nothing that I can do for you. Because if I allow you to take the exam late, then you got an extra two hours to study that no one else got. And that is unfair to every other member of your class. Yeah. No, I, and, and this is the thing. is like, like the, I, the logic, I don't disagree with that at all. Right, I should be with clear, that, like, I could be you know, totally full of bullshit. When that yeah. kid's face was in front of me and I had to make the decision right there, I wasn't willing to be enough of a hard ass to be like, oh, sorry, kid, you know? <laughs> why we should have our grad students proctor our yeah, we should have, yeah we should have no interaction with them so then we could be hard asses the whole time exactly. and it would just be yeah live a true life there we of go. commitment to our principles yes unencumbered by human attachment yes so so I think that was the the issue that I'm you know because myself included and others maybe you're the anomaly but a lot of people I know have changed rules again for probably good reason but but not stuck to the the um, kind of letter of the law that's written in the syllabus and it kind of makes sense for the students to at least give it a shot and I think I haven't been pushed on this yet so, yeah. so I think I have like my particular ideological commitments yeah. they have not yet been challenged by like a real world case so I will report back when when that happens have, have you had, oh I'm sorry okay, yeah. I was just going to say I think I take a middle ground in those situations okay. where I do feel sympathetic and so I do let them like take the test or whatever mm-hmm. it might be but I but there is a, a penalty yes okay. and the pinky yeah no there is some sort of penalty in terms of the like the grade yeah I can see that I uh, originally I probably would have leaned towards that, but in my experience, the people who um, miss for just stupid reasons like that 
they never do well on the exam. Yeah. They just universally, not, not tank it, but I mean, they're getting like a 72%. So I really don't think, I think they're That's getting, our idea of tanking it. No, that's what I said. No, they're not. It's not like an F. They're not, but they're not getting 100%. I don't think, like, like one, originally, like when I started here, one of my fears was something like, well, what if this kid waited until one of his friends took it, then his friend told him all of the questions that were on the exam, and then he quickly studied those, and then now he's going to, you know, just get all of the questions correct, and that is an unfair advantage. And I guess technically that's still possible, but just again in the experiences that I've had, none of the people who do it afterwards the are doing data, particularly the well. The data do not support no, such a worry. Exactly. So I just I, I think that I'm not as concerned. So I, I a lot of times wouldn't necessarily assess a penalty. I mean, but I could. I, I get. I agree with the the sentiment behind it, though. And sometimes I worry more about the other students. Like I know this person, whether they get a penalty or not, is not getting more than a C in this yeah. class, but. The other students did show up and did oh, do the work, yeah. and so it seems unfair that's a good to point. them yeah. to not have some penalty. Yeah, no, yeah, that's a good point. So even if none of them actually do it for the other kids, it might make sense. To, yeah, no, I, I think that's good. All right, so maybe I'll start assessing that. A penalty. I'm gonna actually retroactively. Dr. Wingrove says. Dr. Wingrove says uh, yes. You should get Dr. Wingrove and the syllabus both say it's not my fault. It's not my fault. I would totally give you an A for everybody an A, but the syllabus that I created uh, and Dr. Wingrove and Dr. Wingrove both say you must get an F. Uh, Twyla Wingrove likes to fail students on (laughs) Twitter.com. It's a really long. That is, 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 I think it's probably too long of a I don't, yeah, Twitter. I don't think Twitter allows that many yeah. uh, words. Is that uh, yeah. Twyla will cut you at Twitter. That, that might end. Yeah, yeah. 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 covers more situations, too. Yeah, Ooh, yeah exactly. Yeah. So I have a semi-related question. Do you believe people, students, when they tell you something? <laughs> yes. Um, so, like, if they say, like, my grandma died, do you just believe it? Or do you, like, say, like, all right, now, really sorry for your loss. Can I go ahead and see the death certificate? Like, well, are you saying, do I sincerely believe it, or do I just decide not to push it? Oh, that's true. I guess that's a good point. Do you just not care and ask for any... Um, uh, proof, proof of death? Yeah, proof of death. I mean, it doesn't have to be death, I mean, but basically proof of death. I mean, you know. Yeah. So do you... Do you? Because, I mean, technically we're supposed to. Technically yeah. we're supposed to confirm that... Bring yes. me your grandmother's jawbone. Yeah. <laughs> I want I want a selfie in front of the uh, cast open casket by the way so with that today's newspaper. Today, yeah. That's what I I require. I'm writing that into my syllabus. <laughs> <laughs> selfie with casket or, and newspaper and newspaper and newspaper. Selfie with the casket could be from anywhere. Yeah, yeah. You take you. So you guys take them out the word. I usually do. Yeah. I mean, if there's a major red flag. Years ago, I had a student provide a fake notice, and it was just so obviously fake <laughs> that it became like a, it like kicked it into another level. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Then that's a different story. But yeah. or if it's like you've lost four grandparents this semester, yeah. If there's some red flag, then um, I might push back. Yeah. But if it's just one situation, one incident. Then I usually just accept it, them at their word. Yeah. I, I take a similar tact that unless, barring extraordinarily clear evidence of chicanery, I would just say, you know what, the cost of me rescheduling your exam is low. And if 
and, and in general, like, I, I, I choose to believe the best about people, like, that you are not lying to me. Yeah. yeah. See, I just figure they're lying, but choose not to push it. Um, yeah. so I want to believe the best of my experience. Yeah. That's cute. <laughs> I, I, this I, is I, the junior faculty, yeah. tenured faculty difference. Well, see, no, I, I, would, I would align more on, like, I, I bet you most of the vast majority are telling the truth. I mean, like, that's, that's a pretty gutsy thing to say like my grandmother passed away and they're like having like a tear in the corner of their eye where, well and I have to they're emailing me but still I, I, I think that most of them are probably telling the truth I think honestly I don't even spend that much time thinking about yeah, yeah. Uh, or maybe it doesn't care yeah it's I'm fine just who like, cares okay. yeah. that's fine yeah reason heard excuse heard yeah here's the solution yeah I, I agree because I think, I mean, I guess, okay, statistically it's possible, but, like, November seems to be just a devastating time for grandparents. <laughs> it's like, rough. grandparents just start dropping yeah. like crazy in And April. Yeah. And April, yeah. Uh, as spring comes on and winter comes on, like, grandparents can't handle major season changes. But, like, that said, like, I, I'm just, uh, excuse her, like, I, I don't want to judge your excuse that that carefully and now all of our students know yeah all of a sudden just say grandparent died grandparent died yeah. I think basically we're killing the grandparents because of these exams that we give like that is basically what's happening it's the stress yeah the stress <laughs> of knowing their grandchild will be tested gotcha yeah I don't think that's how it works no no maybe they, they're just worried for their grandchild maybe they have like sure. a super close relationship yeah their grandchild is like talking to them I'm really worried about this That's exam the yeah. grandparent worries too yeah. grandparent has a has not a great ticker and yeah. uh, that, that's all she wrote yeah, yeah. yeah. you killed grandparents yeah I like it <laughs> <laughs> alright keeps, keeps you young yeah, so alright so then follow up on that um, so if you'll take people at their word and you'll say like, all right, grandparent died, fine, you can take a makeup exam and we're not going to check on it. Um, what if they come up with a crappy, uh, excuse? So like I slept through my exam. And that's the thing I worry about is that I usually take people at their word, but mm-hmm. do I have some sort of bias where I take the students I like at their word or the students I think are sincerely trying mm. or like whatever my perception might be. Yeah. We should evaluate each other's students. Yes. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Because well, my worry is that there are situations where I don't take them at their word. And what is my justification for see, inconsistency? See, see there, this is where there's the difference between you and then me and Monroe. Because we don't know any of our students, so we can't be biased. <laughs> Whereas you actually learn their names. I do. And Monroe and I are just like, I don't know, whatever. Fred? Joe? White, I don't know. White girl friend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah? That's like 27 of them. So, you know, keep it in. Keep all of them. Oh, man. So, you know, That's I am true. completely unbiased because I don't know them. At all. And I do get to know my students. <laughs> but for maybe that's just, my weakness. Yeah, you stop doing that. <laughs> clearly. But but in the cases I think this is a good point. In the in the cases where you do know the student really well, even even Smith and I on occasion get to know our students <laughs> despite our, our uh, efforts. It's true. Maybe there have been one or two. To keep them at arm's length. <laughs> but in that case, like that that is a worry that I have when it's a student that you know or that you like who messes up 
does that change your calculus? And I, I, I have like had that problem where, oh, I know this student is really like he or she is a good student. They messed up on this particular assignment. I really don't want them to get a zero. I know that like it was an honest mistake. Like, what do I do? That really, bo- I mean, so far they've just gotten a zero on the assignment. <laughs> yeah. Um, so at least it only I, bothers you so much. I know. I mean, it deeply bothers okay, me. Okay. But I'm like, look. The syllabus is the syllabus. Like, this is the contract that, like, binds my hand. So I, I guess at least I have the, the courage of my convictions in that one narrow case. All right, so, so I'll play devil's advocate. Yeah. All right, so we're trying to teach them about the real world, right? Yeah. So that's what we're... So when you go out to the real world, this is what you're going to have to do, whatever. So maybe in that case, we should play favorites because the real, the real world, world plays favorites. The real world is completely unjust. And so really, we're, tre- we're, we're teaching them... That what you should do is, you know, buddy up to the people in power and they'll help you out. We're teaching them a better way. Oh, okay. A more egalitarian Alright, alright. I'll follow that. But but what about the idea? If somebody yeah. honestly says though, like, you know, I missed the exam because, you know, I don't know, I got into a fight with my with my girlfriend and I lost track of time and I missed the exam. That was a long fight. That was exactly, I don't know, that was the only thing that came yeah. to my mind. But you know, so it's not a university approved excuse. Yeah. Do you say sucks to be you, buddy? You can't take up make up the exam. I think I go with the penalty. You can make it up, but you're getting it. The penalty's a nice middle ground. I, I like that that middle ground. Uh, I might adopt that in the future. But I would either say like no, copyright, yeah, copyright, Wingrove, <laughs> at face punches. Uh, no, I, I like I like that as a sort of safety valve for cases where you can say you messed up, but. You didn't mess up to the extent that, like, you should get a zero. Mm-hmm. Because that, that can really just detonate your... Yeah. And I also think that's more reflective of the real world. If you don't show... If you work at McDonald's and miss a shift, then chances are you aren't going to get fired. Mm-hmm. I assume that all of my students are, like, working in some investment. I know. <laughs> <laughs> They're captains of industry. They're all either at McDonald's or Walmart. Mm-hmm. No, I... <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you miss, a, even if you're a captain of industry, if you miss a day, in the real world, you're probably not going to get fired yeah, if it's your yeah. first time missing a day. Yeah. And we don't have the benefit of knowing if they're doing this in all of their classes or right. they have two years of doing this. And so I think the penalty is more realistic of a real world outcome yeah. than, like, you're fired. No, the penalty is a good one. I, I, I will modify my future syllabi. I, I like that. But if you're... All right, but how about... So this is where I worry about this distinction. So, so if you are not checking to see if grandma actually died... Yeah. And we don't know if they're lying, but if they honestly tell you a crappy reason, we punish them... So just like, for any reason, I don't know. So, so this is the thing, is that this is encouraging people to lie. Yeah. This is encouraging people to just, instead of being honest... You can, make, you can make the penalty, oh, to, to lie and say, like, Grandma, Grandma died. died. They, instead of being honest with me and saying, yeah, I got into a fight with a girlfriend and that I missed the exam, I really don't have a good excuse... Which I've had that. I mean, it wasn't the fight with the, with the girlfriend, but it was an equally crappy excuse. But they're just like, hey, I'm being honest, and here's this crappy excuse. And I said, great, make up the exam. 
I, yeah, I'm going to treat that the same as, you know, grandma died because I don't want to encourage people to lie. But see, I think this all, to, to bring this full circle, <laughs> to bring this back to the idea of the syllabus, this is why the syllabus is important. So we because, can lie. No, because you can, you can set out and say, these are the rules of the game. They have been set from the beginning and I don't have the power to change these because the, it would to do so would be unfair to the entire uh, class. And so this is why I think like a syllabus is really important because it allows you to say, look, my hands, my I, I can wash my hands of this. It isn't me that's making this decision. The syllabus made the decision long ago. The fact that you have like a good or a bad excuse is you know, weighted as according to whatever the syllabus says that it's weighted to. So I, I, I can just, I can outsource that to the syllabus. Yeah, I just, I don't like a system that sets up where the rational thing to do is lie. The rational thing for a not, student not, to not do. Not my syllabus. Lie? Oh, my guess. No, so, yeah. because I, rational yeah. thing, a, a rational student who is thinking of, I need to maximize benefits, minimize cost, blah, blah, blah. A rational student will say, I will lie to Monroe because then I will be able to... Give me grandma's job on the... Yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm saying. So so that's what... A, it, it's a system that sets up lying is the rational choice. I don't like that. I would prefer to have a system that encourages honesty. Love and peace. I know. That sounds so hippie liberal. But you know what I mean. I just... I, I don't know. I mean, so that's why I'm, I, I so worry system, about that. So my system... Now I'm trying to decide if my system incentivizes lying... Typically, I don't care about the excuse. Mm -hmm. I tell them, like, I don't need to know why you missed. I don't... You can tell me. They all Mm -hmm. choose to tell me. Overshares. But I distinguish between timely notice, like, before the exam, Mm -hmm. and untimely notice. And, of course, there are situations... Like, I take the situations... Three weeks later. Right, right. Uh, And there are situations where, like, maybe Grandma died on the way while you were driving to the exam. Yeah. But in most cases, you can give timely notice mm-hmm. or you cannot. Yeah. And so that's what I bank the penalties on mm-hmm. is whether they have had some forethought. Yeah. It sort of goes back to the idea that I want to see evidence of problem solving. Mm. Um, so you like prospective liars. <laughs> yes. Plan them. My grandma is going, going to die. die. Yes. Uh, and I know this because I dropped off just a little bit of rat poison in her coffee. <laughs> wow, now it turned into murder. <laughs> Great. My exams are tough. They <laughs> are, that's true. They want to get those extra few days. That's right. Yeah, Sorry, Grandma. Gram, you yes. gotta go. It's and worth it. It also depends on the assignment, too. So there are plenty of cases with earlier assignments where it's not exams. Mm. Where even if it's like an academic excuse, like someone went to a conference or something, mm. if they didn't figure it out beforehand, they're getting a zero. Oh, so yeah. I don't care what the university has yeah. done to approve this situation. Yeah. Like you're getting a zero yeah. because you can't pull it together enough to let me know ahead of time. Or if it's something that's been available and as you learned for a week and you couldn't pull it together to do it. Yeah. Um, then you get the zero. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. And, and there, there are, um, like, with the smaller classes, we have, like, in-class discussions. They get points for 
or having an in-class discussion, you can't make that up. Yeah. And so there are things, but I always drop some. So I'll like, oh, hey, we're going to have, you know, like, there are eight in-class discussions. I count your grades on the top six or something like that. Yeah. So there's built-in kind of things like that. And and with those, I agree. It's like, oh, I'm really sorry that grandma died, but no, you can't make that up because there's no way to make up an in-class discussion. But hey, don't worry about it. We drop a couple anyway. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. So I would agree that it kind of does depend on the context. I was thinking more like high cost things, yeah. like like the one exam that's 25% yeah. of the grade or more, depending yeah. on the class, yeah. where it's like, oh, that would just totally tank their grade if they didn't uh, um, finish it. But yeah, I agree that some of the other stuff we treat a little differently. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're in agreement. All right. Except for Monroe, who incentivizes lying. So if you're listening to this, always <laughs> tell him, grandma or grandpa or uncle. I mean, you probably don't discriminate between. No, them. it has to be a grandparent. I don't, oh, okay. I don't, I don't value. Uh, <laughs> you don't I don't value family members who are not directly like part of your genetic lineage. Gotcha. Um, uncles, aunts, yeah. second cousins. Right. You know, if they're not at least directly tied to your, uh, yeah, your your genetic heritage. Uh, I don't care. Yeah, I don't think we need to worry about that. But if your uncle is listening to this right now, he's gonna be just pissed off. I never, I never got out of an exam. I always took my exams. All the time. <laughs> all right. Well, aren't you just a? So I, had, I had my wisdom teeth out one time and under. Uh, well, I mean, only one time. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have it multiple times. But then I had to make a choice whether or not I was going to go off painkillers mm-hmm. so that I could take a research methods exam. Ooh. Yeah. Um, or whether I would stay doped up and it turns out like I'm really sensitive to painkillers. Nice. So I, I went off painkillers and I, I took my research methods exam on time. After I got my wisdom teeth out. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't remember missing any exams. I believe the word you're looking for, or the phrase is moral paragon. Is that what I'm looking for? Uh, uh, yeah, no, uh, no, I did plenty of other things, so yeah. No, that should be another, yeah, the shady crap that we did. That should be another uh, podcast. I, have... I think that's that's post-tenure for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the shady crap is an undergrad. I don't uh, think that's going to come back. I didn't say, like, you know... Smoking pot in your office. I mean, put that damn thing out right now. That's every Tuesday. (laughs) Yes. So, no, I was just saying that. All right. Idea for another podcast. Yeah. Future pod. All right. Thank you for listening to Marginally Significant, and we will see you next time. This podcast is brought to you by Boxers.com because the winter is coming. (laughs) Why is it always closed? Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Thank you for listening to Marginally Significant. We'd love to hear if you have comments, questions, or any feedback about today's episode. You can message us on Twitter at MarginallySig. Our email address is MarginallySig at gmail.com. And there's a contact form on our website, which is MarginallySig.com. However you contact us, we'll be sure to reply. Uh, if you're interested in supporting the show, we'd also love getting reviews on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And finally, uh, you can post about the show on Twitter, Facebook, or any other other social media platform that you use. However you support the show, we really appreciate it. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.